It's Morphin Time! This is Superhero Time. Power Rangers hit the theaters finally, and surprise to all, it wasn't a steaming load of horse shit. It's actually worth talking and podcasting about. Amazement. We know our longtime loyal fans have been eager to hear our thoughts about the Power Rangers movie. So here now is the classic superhero time crew together, minus Ken, who wouldn't take his damn oil, to discuss it. You won't find any meaningful spoilers for Power Rangers in this discussion, as the movie is still pretty new in theaters. We'll save that for a more detailed podcast later on. Also, the audio quality for this recording was not the greatest. Sorry about that. It'll be better next time, but we couldn't really avoid it for this episode. That said, enjoy the show! As much as it's possible to enjoy superhero time, anyway. Now, who saw this in theaters? I did. I did a few times back then. I was the target audience back then. No, you weren't. You were like six months old. Because that was, what, 1995? 95, right? I was in second grade. You're confusing me with Barricade. I was in high school. (laughs) (sighs) I was in Chicago for a wedding. But not mine. Um, Alright, so... How does the movie live up to your memories? They're about the same. I don't even think I saw Power Rangers in movie until, like, 98. Pretty sure I saw this, like, five times when it was in the theaters. I'm also pretty sure I didn't pay for all five times. Well, how old were you? 95. I was 10 so at this time. how old are you now? A hundred and... What? What? Yeah, he was 95 when he saw it in theaters. I got it. Well, I got it too, but it wasn't very funny. Alright, moving on. But, you know, it's a Fort Max joke, so... Um, Fort okay. Max you. <laughs> So Power Rangers the movie starts with just another typical day that involves skydiving. Because Bulk and Skull would totally get cleared to jump out of an airplane. Proving this point, they nearly forget their parachutes. They would have been fine. They would have just landed in a cake or something. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, Tommy, having to be cooler than everyone else, also jumps out of the plane with a surfboard. Yeah, because that totally happens all the time in Angel Grove. Does anybody remember the uh, commercials for Power Rangers, the movie that showed White Ranger jumping out of an airplane? No. Yes. Um, So this whole skydiving thing is some charity stunt or something to save uh, something or other. Well, that's important. Since skydiving is... So that's... Well, that's how you know it's Power Rangers. So it doesn't really matter why they're skydiving, because skydiving's totally awesome, dude. It's very 90s. Yeah. So while Tommy and the others naturally all hit their target perfectly, Bulk and Skull go a little off course and end up landing in a construction site. It could have been worse. They could have landed in a zoo somewhere. And then they land in the construction site quite a while after the others landed. Yes. 
That's because they jumped quite a while after the others. <laughs> but anyway, what's important is that later the workers at that construction site dig up, dig up, yeah, dig up. Uh, they dig up a giant glowing egg. Well, no, they dig up a giant hand that has a giant egg in it. Was Lady Gaga in the egg? <laughs> Weird Al. Either way, though, this can't be any kind of bad sign, right? There's always giant hands holding glowing eggs buried in the ground, right? Eggs right. are tasty, so it's a good thing. Yeah. And even more, it's a egg that was in a hand that was buried under a sewer access cover. Yeah. That totally happens all the time. Um, I think there's a number that you can call to actually check and make sure if your dig site is not going to disturb some ancient evil artifact. Yeah, but then you got to follow a bunch of paperwork. It's a big hassle. Yeah, I'm sure. Go through, like, the Desert of Despair or something to find Ninja and... Different continuity for it, Max. Yeah. So uh, Rita and Zed pop down to check it out, followed, of course, by Goldar and... What the f*** is that thing? According what is the, the story on important. Pudgy Pig there? Uh, <laughs> according to some early script, he's some relative of Goldar's. Distant no. relative. Of course, well, they didn't actually make it into the movie. Well, yeah, like half of the, like a lot of the original script. And yeah, like Ernie. Most of the movie itself. <laughs> okay, what is the story behind the scenes of him? Why is that creature there instead of Squatter, Babu, or Finster? Or Rito, for that matter. Uh, uh, Rito didn't exist yet, did he? Well, no, not until the next year. I mean, they obviously had the uh, Kaku Ranger designs available to them, or they wouldn't have had the Ninja Swords later. And they only use those designs to an, designs to an extremely loose degree. Yeah. Still, yeah, I mean, this degree. <laughs> okay, so anyway, um, so they crack the egg, which is full of purple slime, which quickly takes the form of Ivan Ooze. Zed wants Ivan to destroy Zordon for him, and Ivan's down with that. Zordon, meanwhile, has detected the egg being dug up and sends the rangers to investigate. Ivan senses the impending arrival of the teenagers, mostly by smell, and leaves some oozmen to greet them, leading into a gooey fight scene. Also a scene showing off lots of cool gear that we never see again. And also not even using some of the gear that they that you barely see. And of course this is one of the points where uh, extensive reshoots had to happen. Uh, what wasn't? What? Because originally this... No, uh, no. What wasn't a point where extensive reshoots had to oh. happen? Well, yeah, I suppose so. Okay, why did reshoots have to happen here? Well, originally they didn't have uh, full... Well, the Helmets didn't cover they had all no the, visors their entire or faces. No okay, visors. So, this, so they filmed that scene with the visorless helmets then. And yes. the actual ranger actors in the suits. Oof. Yeah. Who the but, hell thought that was a good idea? Yeah, when they got the dailies back for that at some point, they discovered how terrible that looked and they had to and go Actually, and this that. was more the Fox executives who were saying that, no, we need to be able to see their the actors... Which, I mean, on one level kind of makes sense. Or yeah, would if, you so had... if it's not Power Rangers, that would be a perfectly logical position Right, that was going to be my point. If you're paying for big-name actors to be doing this, yes, you want to have their faces on screen to justify your investment. 
but this is Power Rangers, and you're paying these people in sandwiches. And plus, I mean, it, again, it's Power Rangers. It's not the actors they're watching for. It's the spandex. It's the, it's the spandex. It's not Except spandex. in this movie, it's literally not spandex. <laughs> no, it's not spandex. It's basically tissue paper, or at least falls apart almost as much. Especially the stunt actor who was in the White Ranger suit had a tendency to not be careful moving around. And so, then wound up blowing his crotch out. With yeah. giant hair in the crotch. Yes. <laughs> I've got that problem with my pants, too. <laughs> I imagine your mom does, too. Vicky, I thought you had that problem in the seat of your pants, not the front. So, uh, while the Oozman fight is happening, Ivan seeps his way into the command center and laments to Zordon of all the time he was trapped in that egg and the marvels of human achievement he missed, like the Brady Bunch reunions. And that part ad-libbed. Well, you had to know that the writers couldn't be that clever. Of course not. Ivan easily wrecks the place, destroying the power and all the associated toys. All with the help, all with some magic flute. Fortunately, isn't that just a regular flute he was using as a prop? If you can shoot lightning out of it, I, it's a magic flute. I doubt flute. he was using a regular flute as a prop, because those things are expensive. Well, it was a wooden flute, so, I mean, it wasn't that special. Um, but fortunately, he takes just long enough to destroy the command center so that the rangers had time to finish up their work at the construction site. So then when their powers finally do fail, they return to the command center and find it in ruins. Power and... fail. <laughs> and Zorion is now physically present and aging rapidly. If nothing's done, he'll die really soon. Oh noes. <laughs> uh, Whatever Alpha, will we do? Alpha explains there might be a new power on the distant planet of Phaedos. Alpha thinks there may be just enough power left to send them there, but then nothing will be left to get them back. But that's okay, because they'll most likely die trying to find the power anyway. So, with no supplies or even the change of clothes, the unpowered rangers are slung across the galaxy. Speaking of changes of clothes, does anyone have noticed that they're all wearing an awful lot of white? Probably not specifically, but now that you mention it, yeah. Any reason for that? Beats me. Yeah. <laughs> also, I don't think Kimberly's wearing any pants. I see no problem with that. Except that it's Kimberly. Not my first choice. Um, so Ivan decides to make up for some lost time. Finding no Rita. Finding Rita and Zed's surplus to his needs, he lets himself into the palace and stuffs them into snow into a snow globe. He offers Which Goldar, is a nice touch. He offers Goldar and Morden the option of serving him or taking up residence in their own cheap souvenir, and then sets off to conquer the unguarded Earth, but not before sending a batch of Tangas, I'm sorry, Tangu warriors, after the Rangers. Why the name change? Why did it go question. from Tengu to Tenga? Who cares? Whose fault is it? Let's take a moment to discuss Goldar's new costume. Must we? Well, I think it's better, actually. I think it's kind of lousy. Some... The metal parts are better. Are, are, <laughs> are better. Any part that involves something organic, such as his feathers or his face, looks a billion times worse. Better. <laughs> Now, here's the question. Does it look better or worse than his season three face? Worse. Yeah, worse. I'll tell you what costume looks really cool, though, is the uh, Zed costume. Yes. I wish they'd kept that and brought it into the series. Yeah, but they probably burned it after they finished shooting those scenes. It probably tore apart. 
and actually, I'm not sure how much of the stuff that they that was made for that movie they Saban actually owned. Well, apparently, they own the Tanga suits. No, they're they're not the same suits. Well, the helmets are a little bit different, but I think the bodies are the same. Were they from Kaku Ranger, or are they a no. Saban creation? Okay. I don't remember what the foot soldiers in Kaku Ranger were, but they weren't that. Uh, bluish. They look like blue Thanks. putties drawn by someone who was drunk. <laughs> Speaking of drug use. <laughs> <laughs> is anybody subbing Kaku Ranger? We should watch an episode of that. Uh, one, Episode one has been subbed by the same group that's done the first seven episodes of Go Go 5. The V. So it's the group that has basically ceased to exist. Uh, no, it's the group that was that had been busy with other stuff, and actually they released episode seven last week of Go Go Five. So after how many the... months wait? One. That's entirely too long. It's faster than TV Nihon's doing Shoe Ranger. It's also faster than TV Nihon's doing uh, Mega Ranger. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. They last, they their last episode of that they released was over a year ago, and that was what twenty one, twenty. Oh, even worse. So anyway, back in Angel Grove, Ivan's plan is to distribute a purple goo to the kids of the city, which, when touched by the adults, removes their will and makes them useful slaves. Ivan's new labor force is put to work in digging up a couple more relics of Ivan's former glory, also buried under Angel Grove. Which they will try to sell to kids as well. Hmm. The uh, rangers land on a rocky Australia or Fadosian beach and quickly discover the skeletal remains of Beta Ray Bill, who must have been seeking the power before them. It, it's Beta Ray Bill wearing uh, a weird cell phone headset and what appears to be some bondage gear. In what space the hell Australia. goes on on this planet? <laughs> <laughs> They don't really have much time to worry about that, because the Tengu arrive shortly after them and get to attacking. The Tengu are pretty strong, and without their powers, the former rangers aren't much of a match. Conveniently, a cloaked figure appears, who quickly disrobes and reveals herself as a really impractically attired warrior, who begins beating upon the Tengu before repelling them with whirly whistle sticks. And jiggle physics. <laughs> and this is another thing where they had to do extensive reshoots because they completely had to recast Dulcia. Well, first their first actor got was sick, got sick. So then they recasted, but then that actor didn't work Pan. out, and then <laughs> they then their first choice got better. So they went back and did it with her again. Meanwhile, in California, the Power Rangers were trapped in a theater while Rita and Zed were trying to get married. Well, trapped in a theater and also stock footage. Same difference. Yeah. Well, for instance, you had uh, well, well okay. you had that, and also uh, trapped, and also Green Ranger being in the command center again, which yeah, what kept switching back between being destroyed and not destroyed, and yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Evil Alpha. That yes. did give us the best bit of uh, the best thing Alpha ever did, though, which was giving Zordon some hair. And those gla- and hippie glasses. <laughs> um, so she starts smacking the rangers around a bit and calling them dumb before finding out they used to be Zordon's Power Rangers, after which point she takes them home and awakens the power of their spirit animals or something and then puts them to bed so they can go questing through the dangerous jungle 
to the Ninjetti Temple the next morning. Well, except half of that doesn't even happen because, well, it got filmed but wasn't included and got cut. No big loss. Yeah. And there was something with a frog, I don't know. No, that w- that was included. <laughs> uh, anyway, Dulcia... Just as much sense. Dulcia can't go with them because, for reasons not explained, and I'm sure not important at all, she can't go out that direction past the ruins without getting old just like Zordon is. Yay, sure, plot convenience. <laughs> she has a fatal case of plot convenience. Yes. So, back on Earth, Ivan's plan is in full effect, and while the adults are all working to dig up Ivan's battle machines, the kids are left unattended to run wild and party all the time. Everybody's cool with that, except the one kid who is the random friend of the Rangers the movie follows around, who just knows something is wrong. But that's not really important. At all. I hate that subplot. Well, obviously. And also Bulk and Skull are there. Yeah, but they don't really do anything yet. So as the ninja-suited rangers track through the jungle, they're attacked by the skeleton of some really big animal that moves like a really bad puppet. Yeah, I wonder why. (laughs) After overcoming this, the rangers eventually find their way to the Ninjetti Temple, but before they can claim the great power, they have to defeat the uh, gatekeepers, which are apparently made of stone that walks out of the wall. If you defeat the gatekeepers, you just have to be the keymaster. Yes. But through the power of really painful fight banter, they managed to defeat the rock guardian monster things. And the temple opens, bestowing power upon the rangers. Okay, pause. Yes. First of all, <laughs> what do ninja powers have to do with anything going on this planet? They're in a jungle, <laughs> and they get assigned animals like bears and frogs. What does that have to do with ninjas at all? Yes. They kind of look like ninjas with the new costumes, but even that's a stretch. <laughs> uh, gay ninjas, maybe. <laughs> okay, so then they get their, their ranger costumes back. Yeah. Was anybody else super pissed they were still in the same old costumes again? Not well, as pissed as when they got the same old costumes again a second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, they paid a lot for those costumes in the movie. They're Why sure going to use them for more, more than five minutes. What? Why not get some more use out of them? Right. I mean, well, the, movie was the already... rest we had to look at Kimberly's helmet's man jaw, the better. Yes, that was unfortunate. <clears throat> On the other hand, those costume designs weren't the greatest anyway. I like aspects of them, but they're still executed kind of shoddily. Yes. And Much they're still, like the rest of the movie. And they don't even get new helmet designs that aren't all dinosaur-themed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but they did they change the chest the emblems, right? Yes, hmm? they did do that. Yeah. What? The they chest, emblem, chest they... emblem. So that's at least something, oh, well. even though you can't really see the chest emblems clearly. It's more of a consideration than they gave the show costumes. Well, yeah. Maybe they should have put so chest emblems on the show costumes. <laughs> What? But yeah, actually, that's a good point, though. They could have uh, restyled the helmets to not look like the old helmets as much, while still keeping the colors. But, we're probably know, still too afraid to draw away from the iconic costumes. I suppose, but either way, it would have required effort. But even as kids, I mean, y'all were younger than I was, but surely you thought they should have changed costumes then, right? 
Well, I saw the movie after I saw season three, so the idea of the costume staying the same was already in my head. So I probably don't count. Anybody else? Yeah, that's good enough. So anyway, on Earth, Ivan's Zordy things are all dug up and powered with a full tank of ooze, ready to go rampaging through the city. With no further need of his slave labor, Ivan commands them all to go jump off a cliff. And so they begins the, obey. And so begins the slowest march ever. The Wait a second, of, Ivan Ooze is awesome. Thanks for your help. Y'all go die now. <laughs> so that kid from before over here is and decides he has to go get the runaway youth of Angel Grove to help save their parents. Good luck with that, kids. Uh, the rangers beam down in the middle of the city just in time to see lots of stuff blowing up. Wasting no time, they call in their new Zords, and the battle begins using the best CGI 1995 could offer. Which still isn't saying much. Yeah, I'm sure that was pretty sad at the time. So the kid manages somehow to get the other children to care about what happens to the adults, even Bulk and Skull. And they all board the monorail, which just so happened to have part of its track broken by one of Ivan's ectomorphicons. Uh-oh, peril. Uh, Tommy diverts the Falcon Zord to act as a fill-in track section, leaving the other rangers to fight off Hornator and Scorpitron by themselves. Somehow or another, involving the use of tentacles, the rangers manage to destroy Scorpitron, but can only damage Hornator a bit before Ivan decides to get in the game himself and fuses with the shiny bug thing. Because ooze makes everything better. And bigger. It really does. <laughs> See also the Ninja Turtles. Well, that was a different color of ooze, usually. And it actually, had a very disappointing secret. And actually, the um, ooze in Ninja Turtles was pretty inconsistently colored, wasn't it? I always remember it being green. It was purple in the TV show. Was it? Or Which sometimes it was show? Or sometimes it was just generically glowy. Uh. Um, so the kids find the adults and try to physically push them back, but it's no use because they're just weak little children. Bulk skull and they're getting pushed over the edge too. Ha ha ha! <laughs> Bulk skull and whatever the focus kid's name is that I don't care about to learn anyway. Use a fire hose to try to stop them approaching the aforementioned cliff. Meanwhile, the Rangers form the Ninja Megazord and attack Ivan, quickly taking the battle to outer space. Now flying higher than ever before. They're <laughs> Rangers in space, you might say. Oh. <laughs> Ivan destroys the Ninja Megazord's sword. What? and is generally getting the upper hand in the fight. They decide no, that's the, the Shogun Megazord sword. He just borrowed it for this. You know, I always thought that what they should have done was use the Shogun Zords and Falcon Zord for the movie Zords. Actually, that... they kind of did. There, There is this little adaptation book that I, for whatever reason, well, it used mostly images from the uh, movie, but for whatever reason, the one image that it had of the Ninja Megazord was a pic show was a picture of the Shogun Megazord from the show. I guess they couldn't get CGI stills for some reason. Um, but no, my point was going to be that if they had done that, then they could have sold the movie edition of the Megazord with the pink arm, and then later sold the normal package version with the white arm. Or, you know, at least had some reasonable justification for there being a pink arm at all. But anyway... But this is Bandai. So the Rangers decide the only thing to do is use the approaching Ryan's Comet and fly Ivan into its path as he's grappled onto the Megazord. 
Struggling to separate from him, Aisha activates the emergency control and causes the Megazord to knee Ivan in the nuts. It's loosen- a universal solution for everything. Yeah. It loosens his grip and frees the Megazord to fly clear just as the flaming comet collides with Ivan, <laughs> destroying both. I know, that's my favorite part of the movie. The comet on fire. (laughs) Because there's nothing not wrong about that situation. (laughs) It's like someone thought, how can we do this the most incorrect way possible? (laughs) Well, they certainly found out how. best part of the movie right there. But then they had to spoil it by returning to the command center and the rangers finding Zordon dead. That's not the part that ruined it. The part that ruins it is Tommy saying that the power can do anything, and the rangers using it to restore the command center and revive Zordon. Because the movie would have been a lot better if it ended with Zordon dead and everything still gone to shit. Uh, Then there's some kind of party in the city because everyone didn't die or something. I don't know. Of course, you can't have death exist in a killed children's program. And back up did on you, the moon. Did you almost say children? <laughs> <laughs> I approve. Possibly, yes. I approve. Back up on the moon, Goldar and Morton are thinking of taking over the business themselves, just as Rita and Zed walk back into the throne room, having been freed of their snow globe when Ivan got blown up by the flaming comet. End credits. So would you say that's better or worse than Turbo? I was definitely better than Turbo because there's enjoyable parts to it. Like the flaming comet. (laughs) (laughs) It's just... It's just generally fun. I mean, it's very stupid and poorly done, but it's fun. They were at least trying, right? They were trying. In some of it, yes. Well, they were trying in as much as they could use the stuff they could afford to have. They were trying as bad as much as they were for the regular TV show. Okay. But, I mean, you know, all the original stuff they had basically ate up the budget, and then they had to go back and do a bunch of reshoots. So that kind of screwed things up more. Not that I'm saying the movie as it started out might have been better, but... It, was it would have been even worse considering what they were planning on using uh, for the uh, Ooze Monsters fights before. Yeah, those rat suits. Yeah. You really have to wonder what someone was thinking when they did that. Well, okay, I, I guess I can imagine what they were thinking, which is that, hey, that's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's not the same way that when they were reviewing the footage later, someone said, hey, that's cheap. Um, no I mean I've read a script for the well an earlier draft of the movie and yeah there was a lot more to it but also a lot of that stuff I don't think would have actually worked in the movie like the uh, uh, deleted fight on a suspension bridge with the Mama Tanga I kind of would want to see that I admit just for the your mom jokes. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Still, with how Power Rangers the movie did, it's a wonder they even tried to do Turbo theatrically. Did the they even try? Well, it went to like, you know, five theaters, so... Well, uh, Mighty Morphin actually did pretty well in uh, theater returns. Really? 
Yeah. I always understood that it did pretty badly. Turbo did, but that was because it was limited release. And it made and it uh but Turbo still made money with well, Turbo made a lot of money on uh home video release. Anyone here actually buy it on video or DVD? I don't own a copy of it. Although, given that it's been like $5 at Walmart for longer than I can remember, there's really no reason not to own a copy. Except for what it is. Well, still, it's just $5. I still own two movies. What? Well, there's a two deep. There's a. Well, I've seen $5 sets at Walmart that. And it's $5 set for both movies. Well, that's even better. I mean, it's not like oh, either. Them. It's not like either one will ever actually reach a dollar bin. So that's as close as you can get. I don't know. I'm not sure I'd pay money for it. <laughs> well, it's on Put Netflix, it right? I own Revenge of the Fallen, but I don't think I'd pay money for this. Ouch. But do you own a copy of The Phantom Menace? I have some standards. If you say so. I was going to say something else, but now I've forgotten. Yeah, good enough. Now, yeah. of course, with Turbo, I Turbo actually start was originally going to be a five parter for t, for the TV show. Yes, well, a lot of things were intended to happen with Turbo that didn't for one reason yeah. or another. At one but point, not, it might have been intended to be good. <laughs> no, it was still the first half of Turbo. Even if you don't think the second half of Turbo is good, it's still better than the first half. Oh yeah, the second half tossed your salad. <laughs> <laughs> Classics. You've been listening to Superhero Time. Specifically, Superhero Time from June 21st, 2011. Happy April Fools. You know, honestly, you should have expected this of us. Your mom and I are very disappointed in you. Mm-hmm.